why we do the show. Going Brian Dressel with me as always is Matt Rudolph, the Zombie Dog Dykes. The Red Nose Randy? Nope. Uh, I think, and I ever saw this movie, so I could be wrong, but I think it's the kid from Jerry Maguire as a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I know it's his movie. It's My Little Vampire, or The Little Vampire, depending on what country you're in. And I know he's in it, but I don't know if he's the vampire or if he's the friend of the vampire. But either way, it's the kid from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that not the best nickname for you yet? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no. <laughs> well, in that case, we also have Joel Angel DeWitt. Mm, you know, these are going to get tired quickly. Can we just <laughs> name ourselves, like, who, what? When, where, why is no, nicknames? No, 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 no. no. Or is that a season? Is that a season finale week. thing? The <laughs> <laughs> no, season finale will, of course, be characters from this show. I do that every time. It's like oh. you guys don't listen. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> before that, I got to come up with random zam- random zombies. How about vampires from the internet? Which is what I've done. Angel's a very popular vampire. He got his own show. Yeah, but Nobody? let's not talk about the creator of the show. No, I'm not going to. I'm just going to talk about Angel. And, you know, the guy who played Angel is also kind of a dick. But, you know. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> and then we also have Drew Count Orlock Staten. No, no one? No, no one's big Nosferatu fans? Oh, What's Nos- I what? love it. What is that? I'll take it. I'll take it. Nosferatu. <laughs> okay, yeah. Everyone loves Nosferatu, right? Everyone's seen Nosferatu, right? Your silence means yes. Moving on. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, you seen Nosferatu. Come on. Mm. It's a classic. Mm. I, I, I think you know why I haven't seen Nosferatu. <laughs> I mean, beyond just I have it. I honestly don't. Unless you have like some serious beef with the movie Nosferatu. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But if you do, mm. I, I don't want to bring that up here. I don't need the Nosferatu it, fans coming it, after us, because they are if, many. If you're asking me to watch a movie before 1990, I need to be Sherpa'd to that. Star Wars. <laughs> Die Hard. I was Sherpa'd to that. <laughs> I, I didn't come to that naturally. <clears throat> you could watch Nosferatu. You, should, you could watch Nosferatu the Vampire with a Y, or you could watch Shadow of the Vampire, which is fucking awesome because the cast is amazing yeah um but yes you should put that on your list yeah i think after this i'm just gonna go to uh tokyo vampire hotel and just start listing everybody from the characters in that show if you haven't seen tokyo vampire hotel that came out past 1990 and it's uh it's a knee slapper for the whole family that's what all that i have not seen um i feel like you're lying about that it is the single most Violent Sion and Sono uncomfortable it. show. It's Sion Sono, yes. yes. Sion Sono is Immediately not going to be his knee slap. If you haven't seen it, it's on Amazon Prime. You should watch it. It's fucking crazy. Hmm. Okay. I, I can't stress it enough. It is the craziest show I've ever seen. It is the most violent, uncomfortable, balls-to-the-wall show ever. That's my review. You need to see it. So good. It's going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to make you want to throw up at times. It might make you want to turn it off at times, but it's worth it. You should get through the whole thing. Um, Wait, throw up green or blood? 
What, uh, yes, what are we, probably what are we from every orifice. <laughs> when you get to, okay. if you get through episode seven and you're like, this show's tame, then I don't know what I could offer you. Episode seven is like, <laughs> I got John from uh, from our other show to watch it. He's like, he messaged me halfway through episode seven, like, this is fucking intense. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it is. It's like episode Boy seven is camping. Yep, that's all it is. It's great. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready to talk uh, Werewolf Feud? Yes. I fucking love this episode. Not only for the fact that Arj Baker in it, Arj Baker, Barker is in it. I always want to call him Baker. Um, and he doesn't really act that often. He's mostly a stand-up comedian. I only really know him from his stand-up and from Flight of the Concords. Uh, so it kind of makes sense that he's here because there's a lot of crossover between the two. But man, as the head werewolf, he just, he's the best. Um <laughs> But I believe it's my turn to do a very quick breakdown of this, so I will do the best I can. So episode three starts with uh, Laszlo giving us a nice tour of his um, his shrubbery garden, or uh, I forget exactly what he calls it, but basically he has a garden where Bold he's really garden. gotten... Thank you. He's gotten really into uh, pruning things and making shapes. He made a rabbit that he's very proud of because it came out the exact way that he pictured it. Uh, and then he has a very private garden of all the important vulvas in his life, uh, including his wife's, which he doesn't think that we'd want to see, but fuck it, she's not here. And Who gives a fuck? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one, the piece de resistance, his mother's. <laughs> when he gets to his mother's, he God. finds that it is soaked in werewolf pee. Some werewolf has broken into their yard and pissed all over his mother's vulva. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me whew, breathe. Um, so he has to uh, he has to go get a werewolf trap, puts it on the yard, catches a werewolf. Werewolf traps are illegal, as opposed to the uh, what was the the treaty of like nineteen nineteen ninety three. Yeah, tens upon tens of years. <laughs> tens of years. Not supposed to use werewolf traps. He does. He catches a werewolf. Tens of Shit. tens of years. <laughs> Shit is going to go down, they're going to fight, but then they agree to actually listen to the creed and the, the treaty that they had, so it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one fight. They have their one-on-one -on -one fight. Uh, Nandor's the winner. We're going to talk into how that happens when we get there. I don't want to spoil it here. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, in the B story, easily their best B story throughout the entire show, I would argue, uh, Colin Robinson has a little bit of competition at his office when a new version of Energy Vampire, a very heightened version of Energy Vampire, starts working at the office with him. Um, and she's an emotional vampire named Evie. And uh, she's right. fucking amazing. Her entire job is just to depress <laughs> you so hard that you lose all energy just talking to her. <laughs> Um, they start a little bit of a romantic relationship, hunting in the office together. Nothing in the office is getting fucking done because everyone is passed out <laughs> at all times or passed out so hard they're in a coma. Uh, <laughs> but they eventually realize they don't work out well and they have to break up. But Colin Robinson has a lot of trouble breaking up with her because she starts using the breakup to feed off of him. And it's just the best. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much the whole episode, right? That's both A and B. Yeah, got caught there. it. Cool. Um, I, I didn't mention who plays uh, Evie. It's uh, Vanessa Bayer from SNL, if you didn't know. And Vanessa Bayer mm -hmm. is another person who just – she reminds me – I'm just going to start with Vanessa Bayer. We're going to start on Colin Robinson, then we'll go to the werewolves because werewolves are definitely the highlight of the show. Not that the Colin Robinson stuff is bad. Um, but Vanessa Bayer is – she reminds me a lot of Matt Berry. Uh, if you go back to our first episode in the pilot where I talk about Matt Berry and how he is kind of Matt Berry in every role – 
but also brings a new thing to it. So it's still not just Matt Berry reading these lines. It's a totally different character just with a Matt Berry spin. I get the same thing from Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer plays every character very different. They're always different people, always different things, but it's always her. And I love that about her. Like, cause it really brings that style of comedy and man, is she good in this episode. The first time you see her like quote unquote feeding where it's like, I, there's something not right about this, uh, this Evie Russell and, and the camera like sort of pulls up and it zooms in and she's there crying and then turns it back on the person she's just speaking to. And then that smile on her face. <laughs> it's just she's brilliant. So... <laughs> she loves feeding so much. <laughs> And the way she's breaking up with him, it's like, <laughs> now I'm just going, oh, please don't. Now you can go. Please go. No, you can go. <laughs> and I love how much Colin's just so bewildered by all of it at the start. Like He he is the, the king of the tassel of this place. He is the master of his domain here. And then all of a sudden, he is just confronted with her. And he, he just doesn't know what to do with her. Because he's, he's feeling sort of like his... He's reaping what he's sowing, right? <laughs> he, mm -hmm. is, he has fed off of these people for so long, and then suddenly he's confronted with basically the same thing of a different color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's just so frustrated by it because he can't eat. <laughs> like, he works there <laughs> specifically to eat, and Evie's taking all of his food. <laughs> I mean, the day in the restaurant between those two is brilliant, where it's like, you, know, you want to eat your food? We're feeding right now. <laughs> And just the whole explanation, like, oh, yeah, I don't eat because I have monk houses by proxy. <laughs> just like the whole time. <laughs> I, I can't even do it. It's so fucking funny. And the fact they can just both do it with that straight face just kills me. I mean, I wonder how many takes that took. I mean, it could be that they just were able to do it each time without laughing, but I just feel like that would have been so hard to get through without laughing. For me, it'd either be that or it'd be their, uh, their battle in the office scene. Like, that, just like the... Let me send you some reading material on the... No, no, yes. when they're like both wrote, risen up in the sky, screaming at each other, like, I'm going to send you oh, reading material yeah, on the yeah, millennial yeah. housing crisis. Like... <laughs> the 1999 film Hackers, starring Johnny... It still, still holds stands up! up. <laughs> and each thing oh. they say, like, affects the other one, like some, like, Dragon Ball Z energy fight. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both just dead at the end they're just both lying on the ground just completely just drained and then that poor woman walks by to clean and just start immediately feeding on her <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh i love God, that stuff so and and just speaking of the quality of the writing of the show is like this is a this is a b story this is not what we're here for it's not what the, the episode's named after like yes we're here for these characters and everything we love but at the same time, it fills in just enough. It doesn't overstay its welcome, and it doesn't overshadow the A story. Like, it's done so perfectly that you can love everything in this, and you can, might also kind of forget it happens in this episode. Yeah. It's very understated. Yeah. yeah. But but it, it is, to me, just as good as the main line. It's, yeah. it's just a, of a different tone, and, and the fact that it's such a mundane thing works so well for Colin. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. Just, it totally tracks with the kind of adventures he would have. I mean, I, I noticed in this one, I don't know if he's been carrying it around like, for all the episodes, but he's got a Will and Grace mug in this episode. And I don't know if there's like a, a, a point. Well, I'm sure there's a point to it because like, you know, nothing's in a TV that. series. Um, oh my God. But he's Did, walking does... around with this Will and Grace mug. And I'm like, 
<laughs> there's got to be some reason for that. I don't know what it is, but there's got to be some sort of subtle reason for it. Maybe Will or Grace is an energy vampire. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't know the show well enough to make a joke. But imagine I just made a really funny one right there. Um, <laughs> ah, it worked. Uh, <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say about the Colin Robinson stuff, or should we move into the uh, the werewolf action? The only thing I would slightly add is how they became a relationship, and all their conversations during the relationship was still about feeding. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, so it opens and ends as them clearly knowing that it was like a marriage of convenience. <laughs> they go devouring everything and just... And I think somebody already mentioned it, but how they end, and she's just trying to keep pulling him back with her emotional... <laughs> baggage that she's unleashing on him and then when she's done she immediately uses the breakup on the phone call i'm sorry my boyfriend just broke up with me <laughs> it's like a dry it's like the insurance company or yeah. she just can't stop i do like the bit where they put the chase biff into the toilet and colin robinson goes under the cubicle to just like yeah he's like, like oh you're not wearing not using one of the no, seat protectors huh <laughs> the toilet paper in here is just yeah what do you think about that? <laughs> and then it's just like, it's I'm outside looking at her, and then you just hear a thud because he just collapses. <laughs> and it's just cooked to like an ambulance. So hard. Oh, the, the one thing I do have to mention about Evie before we leave is when they start dating, and then she's still draining the whole office by blaming Colin Robinson for all of her problems. Like, I tried to move in with my boyfriend, but he said he wasn't ready for it yet. And they just cut to him, and he's just like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to the werewolves. Uh, the werewolves in this show, much like the movie, very different than the movie, but still equally hilarious here. And I, I love it that they just, they're a good pack of werewolves with a leader that not everybody really seems to enjoy that much, but they're kind of stuck with. <laughs> There's like a bit of a power struggle as well, because you've got the, um, that, the, the female werewolf who's like, quote unquote, undermining him, and they have that argument. On on the lawn. Oh yeah, yeah like, 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 did you really just wake us all up here to come piss on a lawn? Like, I thought we we're gonna fight. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? And he's like, No, 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 we're, we're just here to you know just like piss him off. It's like, hold on, what's the goal of this like whole operation? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like nobody knows. He's just mad at the vampires for some reason, and it's fun because like like Jewel mentioned it when we did the episode on the movie. Like the the vampires. Are the instigators every time? Every time, <laughs> like yeah. every they just time. Smell werewolves and like let's go fuck with them. In the show, <laughs> it's the other way around. It's just like the yeah. the werewolves are very, very specifically fucking with uh, with Laszlo, and they don't really ever explain why. They're just kind of doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite interesting. Like I hadn't thought of it like that, but yeah, it, it's it's like a role reversal between the the types of werewolves that are in the film and the ones that are in the series like in in the film they are sort of trying to avoid conflict whereas the ones in the series seem to be seeking out the conflict oh yeah like like even when you get to the battle at the up at the, the end of the episode like it's not a full moon and the other guy just transforms it's like oh yeah this guy's fucking crazy he just thinks about a full moon, <laughs> <Not> full moon. <laughs> he's very creative <laughs> and i love his like mid transform face like when he's not quite full werewolf yet and he just kind of looks at the camera it's like uh -huh. half human half werewolf it's just like this perfect dur face i was very disappointed like later in the scene when he actually looked like a werewolf because i wanted to have that sort of like it's not a full moon quite yet face but i'm doing the best i can like that's what i thought they were going with i'm like oh no he does fully transform 
Dang it. I will I will say I was I was impressed with the full werewolf like hybrid form they came up with for this show cuz like you don't see it in the movie. Um no. very well, but like these were these were really well done, which is somewhat hard to do um at least it used to be in the 80s. Uh but like now it's just kind of um second nature I suppose, but I was I was impressed by by how they they looked when they fully changed. Well, it looked oh, yeah, more practical yeah. as well, so it didn't look like CGI as well, which is which is the oh yeah the problem no, yeah, you get with like, these days. It's like you know the the first thing they'd be like, oh, we'll do a CGI creature, but then it's just going to look like a CGI creature. So like, I, I liked that they did you know practical effects as well. I thought yes. that worked really well. There, there's something about like CGI; it doesn't really work for comedy. Like having it physically there. I mean, and I'm not sure how much was physically there and how much was enhanced you know, CGI later, but clearly there's a bit of a blend and like, it just works so much better having something tactile there to be funny, to bounce off of being funny off of a guy in a suit. Doesn't quite work as well, unless you're fucking James Gunn and directing guardians. But like, that's, it's a hard thing to pull off and a high bar to try to reach. And I think it worked really, really well in this episode. Um, Especially but with physical the... comedy as well, because you've got yeah. to have like you've got to have that interaction on some sort of level. Like you know, it's not they can't really properly interact with a tennis ball on a stick very well. Yeah. So since only Drew and I had seen the show, Joel and Matt, what what do you think of the fight? Oh my god! So fucking funny, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I, oh it's my like, god! I, we choose your weapon. He chooses claws and teeth, and then, and then that Nando's like just going through this big thing of weapons, and he's like, "I will choose ah this," and he's like, "At first, I'm like, what is that?" And then he yes. starts squeaking, out like, and then he squeaks oh, it, and then you're like, "Fucking squeaky bone!" God damn it! And he just it. throws it off the roof, and he just jumps off. <laughs> oh, and there's there's such a build up to that moment too. Does they're just they're they're talking up their buddy who's turning into this beastly, uh, van, uh werewolf, and, and it's just like all this all this build up, and then just the the quick like cunning move of just like okay, what's your weakness? And go off the, <laughs> off the side of the house, <laughs> and all of them are just which, like, oh, not fair. <laughs> which you which you don't see coming because Nandor is not really that smart. Right, no. <laughs> but he is a, relative a great to them. tactician. Yeah, well, yeah. no, he's a great tactician. Which, like, when it comes to actually, it's like Matt Brady said, "Give the man an axe." He's second to none. Like, it's it, it, it's a it, because it's combat. Like, he gets smarter. Like, he has that that tactician sense. Like, oh, it's a dog. I'll just throw a bone off the cliff. Like, it's <laughs> okay, just, so. So he's he's the go-to of the day. He just a yeah, complete damn idiot. Yeah. But once you yeah. get the battle, like he's a savant. <laughs> well, apparently, yeah. I mean, it's like even when they're waiting, and he's like, "Tonight is a good night to die." Like, I, I, I don't want you to die, master. Not not me to die. The other guy to die. Why well, don't say it like that? Okay, tonight is a good night for the other guy, not me to die. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And it's just that that just goes to show like he is not an intelligent, but like you said, like when it comes down to like a, like a, some sort of fight thing, he's very good tactically thinking. And, well, because it, it's it's all he's ever known. Like he doesn't yeah. have he doesn't have a um, like a, a he never went to school. He doesn't have a like a classical education, but he knows how to kill people in probably every way possible because he's been doing it forever. Yeah, and it's just yeah. No, this will work. I'm not going to beat him in a fair fight. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a fucking huge werewolf. How do I kill him? Oh, yeah, 
throw him off the building. Got it. And just fucking that, arch. That's one of my favorite parts of this episode. It's like, well, one, two, three silver bullets. How are we going to do this? Worse than that, we don't even have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are we supposed to get on a whole wolf pack with three silver bullets? It's worse than that, we don't even have a gun. <laughs> And I love how he's got like he's getting him out with like little tweezers as well, so he's not touching them. I, I love that little detail as well. Oh yeah, but for me the the, the yeah because they can't on... touch silver either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the cream on the cake for this one for me though is the end of the episode. Like all the vampires just fuck off after the win. Like Toby goes over the side. You have Arge Barker's uh, Toby no and just crash. They're all don't don't lick your wounds or like could you leave us to lick our wounds? Don't actually lick your wounds, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> so they all go down to Toby and they're trying to help and uh, Guillermo's leaving and they're like hey bro and he turns around and they all like all their eyes are doing like the reflective yeah, thing like, they're, they're all, all fucking, reflective <laughs> they're all fucking werewolves and Guillermo looks horrified and just can we keep the bone oh. <laughs> uh, yeah fan out look for it <laughs> tread carefully <laughs> I, just, I love after they're trying to console it. him as he's as he's laying there he's like we're gonna take that trip we always talked about hey bro Love it. I, just, just the. I just did not see that one coming. And there's so many jokes in this show that I don't see coming. That's why it's so good. But there was just something about the. Can we keep the bone? <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Fan out. <laughs> they're, just, they're so excited to go find the bone. Well, Damn it! Well, got me good. as well as like. Um, in in this one when they when they are bats and you just hear Laszlo go human form and then they turn on they all... <laughs> I think that I don't think they've done that in any other episodes before and it's like that always caught me out on this one it just you know <laughs> human form but it's a bat saying that as well and I love that he doesn't just yell human he yells human form as opposed yeah. to just human because he doesn't oh. yell bat form. It's just bat. <laughs> and um, how is it like now we're three episodes in, you know, and we're just going farther and farther. How is it him yelling bat still funny? Because it's Matt Berry. It will <laughs> yeah. never not be funny. Bat. It, it always it's seems like Toast to come of London. Well, you can fuck that sky high. Like <laughs> it, it always comes when I don't expect it. And, and then it's just the tone in his voice, the commanding tone in his voice that just the seriousness he gives it, the absurdity of it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just... It's real good shit. Uh, is there anything else that we have not mentioned in this episode that uh, that we'd want to hit before we say goodbye? I just want to mention one thing. Um, of course, the Caucasian werewolf is called Chad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so that... Since you... Okay, we hit it. That is my favorite part of this episode. When they're like... Are you Native American? No, this is fucking Twilight. I'm not Indian. Well, I actually am Indian. That's because my father was an Indian. I'm not. That's not what this is. Like, I can't remember. What does the guy say? It's like, I'm uh, I'm Caribbean something. Caribbean oh, Canadian. Like, can it, it was Canadian Caribbean, I think. Canadian Caribbean. Is like, I'm Caucasian. Like, <laughs> but they're just rounding off. It's like. I'm Native American, but I'm not Native American because I'm a werewolf. That's not how it goes. Like, that whole exchange is fantastic. I will say, though, like, there is a bit right at the beginning when they're... And it's it's in the trailer for this episode. When, when uh, Laszlo's 
or no, yeah, Nadia says, like, how did this happen, or something like that, and Laszlo's like, I don't know, it wasn't me, because it's talking about the, the werewolf trap, which yeah. he fucking puts in the ground, Yeah, and it's just, she looks at the camera, it's like, I fucking know he's lying, it's just, it is a split <laughs> second, but it's just like, that motherfucker, like, it, that may be my favorite part of this episode, aside from the whole racial interaction be, between being a werewolf, it's a toss-up between those two. Oh my god! I forgot about that Nadia look. That is, she is so fucking funny in this show. I know, I know. It's ridiculous. They're so good at like those those quick looks in this. So like, I remember when we did um, Frisky Dingo, we were talking about how they they weren't afraid to have a lingering moment, like leave it, leave a, a lingering moment, like you know, long yeah. lingering moments. Whereas in this show, it's the opposite. You get these very quick looks like glances at the camera in reaction to what someone's just said and it's it, like again with the um the colin robinson feeding thing for the first episode you blink you miss it but these yeah. it, it just it's like a button on a on on the, the end of the joke it's just it's so good those little it those works. little looks it's just the performances are just so goddamn good um all right well if that's let's uh we're going to use Drew's uh, favorite moment there to launch into other favorite moments. Uh, Drew, are you cool with your, your answer there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Matt, just... Every Go time ahead. I think about it, I crack up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Cause there's just, there's just so much like you see the entire history of their relationship together in that one instance, like that motherfucker. I know he's lying. <laughs> it's more like, well, now I know how it happened. You yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Uh, Matt, why don't you go next? Well, Don Apero is, is a mist on the lawn, you prick. <laughs> that was going to be mine. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just so good. It's like they're all arguing like, with the werewolves, and then they start arguing with each other. And it's just the... the the image as well of the, the mist just like coming down and then all of a sudden like poof, and then Laszlo's there. Not Laszlo, sorry. Uh, Nando's there. And he's there going like, you know, what about the human neighbours? Like we've not even mentioned the human neighbour. Like Sean, I think is called. Sean, yeah. Yeah, yeah Sean. <laughs> and doesn't doesn't he burrow out the first time or not the first time but the uh, uh, when like the werewolves and when they're all out on the front lawn after they come back and they're pissing everywhere. Doesn't he like burrow up the path or something it's not that's well, a that's, mist. It's, it's, like, it's a mist but it looks yeah it looks it's got this sort of effect of like a burrowing uh a yeah. burrowing effect because of the way the oh, mist sort of like comes down was. and then i just love uh, like lazlo just lying of just well don't appear as a mist on the lawn you prick <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's such a good fucking moment um <laughs> So if I'm not going to take that one, because Matt already took it, I'm going back to the other one of, hey, can we keep the bone? (laughs) (laughs) That still just fucking kills me for all the reasons I already listed. Uh, Joel, what about you? I I think you covered eyes a lot of the really good ones. Uh, One one moment that I liked a lot, actually, was Collins tried to sort of piece the, put the pieces together to figure out what's off with Evie. And he goes, Evie, E-V-E. Emotional vampire, like that. That that weird <laughs> coincidence is what brought him to the conclusion of why it was happening. Uh, Colin oh. Robinson, genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So this is a this is a great fucking show. 
Um, I, I think we, we've, we've solidified that. Uh, but if, if we haven't, good thing we have Manhattan Nightclub up next week. I can't even begin to describe how wonderful this episode is. When I said at the beginning of this week that this might be my favorite episode, the one that I was referring to that might other be is next week's. Uh, <laughs> Manhattan Nightclub, uh, I, I don't want to spoil a thing for it. I don't want to spoil who's in it. There is a cameo slash like special guest in it. Um, and there's a wonderful hat, and that's all I'm going to give you. The um, fucking hat. The hat is so good. Oh. Um, I'm really interested in finding out what this hat thing is now, then. Oh, my if, God. If it, only we oh. could bring back Nick from Venture Brothers to have him on yet another episode to talk about a hat that he may or may not like. <laughs> um, I have a feeling, given his history with hats, he will not like a hat. I don't, I don't know what this like hat, hat is, but I, I, I don't think he'll like it. He, he, has, he has something against uh, headwear for some reason. Nick, Nick didn't like hats. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but I'm guessing everyone on this show will severely love this hat. I, I, don't, think mm-hmm. it's a, I don't think it's possible not to, and I, I don't want to spoil it any more than I already have. Let's do a quick round of plugs, and then we can say goodbye. For this show and every other show on the ATH Network, be sure to check out ATHpod.com. Uh, we are still in Jackie Chan month over at BTH, and coming up after that is Bette Midler month, and we're working on what movies we're going to cover for that so far. I have a feeling one of them is going to be Beaches, because, you know, how could it not be? Everyone loves Beaches, right? Right? I'm the only one out of the three of us on that show that is actually It's a tearjerker. <laughs> it's, it's an absolute tearjerker. It it's, really it's, is, and it still somehow works. I know a lot of dudes don't like this movie, but I'm not joking. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> We'll get into that and behind the hype in a few weeks. Be sure to check that out. Uh, Drew, you want to tell us about Demon Days? Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Demon Days is a fifth addiction. Fifth addiction? Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, not, it's, it, it's also true. A fifth edition uh, actual play podcast that uh, my wife and my friend and my other friend are in. And um, uh, it's about thirsty tieflings. And um, it's rated M for mature. It's a lot of fun. Um yeah, come check it out. It's on all the it's on all the streamings. It's on uh, uh, iTunes. It's on Google Play, and uh, you can find me um, nowadays over on Strict Twenty Four on Twitch. Um, I stream uh, Phasmopho- uh, Phasmophobia on Thursdays, and I, I'm part of uh, two streaming games on the second, third, and fourth Monday over on Norse Foundry on Twitch, and then the first and third Tuesday on Eric Frankhouse Presents. It's a Pathfinder 2 game and a Cyberpunk game. So come check those out. Joel, what you plugging? <laughs> I'm a part of a podcast called Super GG Radio. Uh, it is a place where we talk about games old and new. Uh, old is usually stuff that is in our backlog that we've never got around to till now. New Our new games sometimes, but we also talk a lot about indies and uh, small games. So if, if you're looking for that sort of fix of trying short, small little bites of stuff, give us a listen. Do you guys have an episode on Hades? We have talked about Hades in the past, closer oh. to when it came out. Okay. Uh, that's a game that I actually dropped off after a few hours. It, it's a really good game. It just it was a, the right game at the wrong time. Which game? Hades. Oh, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Nothing but good things I've heard about it. And it, it is a quality game. I just Sometimes for me, I have to be getting at the right time like i'm just starting bloodborne now and i'm just finally starting to get the souls <laughs> game mechanic wow. stuff so yeah I, 
I am behind. I need people to Sherpa me to things. Um, what did I say? Well, I'll say this. Go back to Hades. Or just wait for it to be on Game Pass in August, because it is going to be on Xbox and PlayStation and everything in August. But mm-hmm. I, I'm uh, seven completions in out of ten. got to finish it ten times. Uh, that game is fucking incredible. Um, yeah, I... I need to put the time back into it. You you will. My, enjoy bu- it. my buddy got it for me on Steam, and I just haven't played it yet. I've been playing everything else. Yeah, I I love everything that developer does. Their name is Supergiant Dames, and like uh, the last handful of games I've been in love with. But yeah, just hadn't had the time or, or drive to do it yet. Perfect. Okay, uh, I have a three-year-old son who is uh, very tired of me podcasting, so I guess it's time to say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to say goodbye to everyone for me? Goodbye! Bye! 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 Bye. Go to sleep, Mr. Rabbit.